All right, hello and welcome to the Killing Time Podcast. My name is Arch Grieve and I'm your host, and I'm coming at you as usual from Dayton, Ohio. And today we are lucky to have a special guest, so I'll tell you about him in a minute. Uh, but first, just a quick update. Uh, it's been a while since the last podcast, and I apologize for that, but one of the reasons for that is that I started a YouTube channel, and My Neck of the Woods is the YouTube channel, and that was keeping me busy for a while, and then I got addicted to TikTok. So, it's been hard for me to keep up with the podcast, but every once in a while, I do like to, you know, blow the dust off of it and try to do an episode. So, today I'm really excited because I have a special guest, and his name is Lee Hacker. Now, Lee Hacker is a medical marijuana patient who lives in southern Ohio, and he's on TikTok every night at 11 p.m. for a very specific reason that we'll get into later on. He's also just someone that I enjoy talking to that I came across on my recent journey into TikTok. So uh, we're going to do a Zoom session with him, and let's see how he's doing and what he has to say. So um, I know in the live last night, I think the consensus was that we need to start this podcast with your speech. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you're willing to give that for us. You want the whole day or you want me to minimize it? Oh, I mean, as, as much as you want to do. Go for uh, it. Sure. Hi, my name is Lee Hacker. I'm a medical marijuana patient out of Cincinnati, Ohio. But that means I chose cannabis over the pharmaceutical pill to have me on for my chronic pain in my back of my neck and for my severe depression and anxiety. Um, every night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, I go on TikTok and do a live, and we do what we call a safe meeting. And we have safety checks during that meeting where we check our cannabis to make sure it's safe for human consumption. The reason we do that is these growers nowadays are growing like plants. What if one of them accidentally grew a plant that was so strong that when you smoked it, it killed you? So we have to do a safety check every night. So that's what we do in our lives. Every night, 11 p.m. Eastern, we do safety checks during the safety meeting. And uh, a safety check uh, for folks who don't know. Want to explain that for us? Sure will. Safety check is where I take my cannabis. I put it inside of a bong. I take fire to it. Freeze it through some water to get as much ash out of that fire as I can. So I'm getting as much THC as I can. And I get high from it. Uh, so that's how you check your cannabis. At least that's how I check my cannabis. Some people do dabs. Some people do edibles. You know, or some people use those little cartridges. Whatever it is that you want to do, as long as you're putting THC in your system, you're cool with me. There you go. So, um, so that is the speech, and I appreciate that so much. And I've I've heard it multiple times. I love your lives, and I just wanted to start with that. So, um, appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you probably are not going to guess my first question, but um, uh, maybe you would. I don't know, uh, but. Uh, I know that you are a Skyline fan because of the live last night, <laughs> so I'm wondering, can we start off talking a little bit about, uh, you're, you're in Cincinnati, right? I am in Cincinnati. Uh, tell me about some Cincinnati cuisine, your favorite food, uh, and uh, maybe uh, some things that folks may not know about, maybe like Geta and stuff like that. You know, here's the thing. I'm new to Geta myself. I've only been back there for two years. When I was a kid, I didn't know anything about Geta. Really? Okay. Nice. Yeah, so, um, but I can tell you all about Skyline because I lived here up until I was in my early 20s. I was in Cincinnati, and I moved out to Washington State and lived there for 20-some years. Gotcha. So when I was in Washington State, the only thing I craved in Cincinnati was Skyline Chili. And every time I came home, the only thing I would eat the whole time I was home was Skyline Chili. Nice. <laughs> yeah, when you're away from it, you really want it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, now... That's that's your favorite of the chilies, right? But there are some other ones around there, right? Oh yeah, there's about five or six different ones you can go to to get that kind of the Cincinnati style chili. Right. But my favorite one in 
it's a chain, a skyline. Gotcha. All right. Well, so. Um, for those who don't know, Cincinnati chili is sweet. It's a sweet chili. Instead of a hot, spicy chili, it's actually a very sweet, meaty chili. Yeah, I've always heard there's like, is there cinnamon in there? Is that some one of the, th- the things? Cinnamon and cocoa. Cocoa? I never knew that. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, there's cocoa in Well, so um, obviously every night on your lives, uh, you know, the folks can see you and everything. But uh, here uh, we can't. So I was wondering, can you describe yourself for us a little bit? I know we're both bald, bearded brothers, but your beard's a little bit longer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a uh, six foot one, about three hundred and fifty pounds, um, ball headed guy with a uh, very long beard. That uh, not not too long ago, I dyed that beard purple when I raised two thousand dollars for the American Cancer Society. I dyed it purple in honor of cancer survivors. So my beard really sticks out when it's definitely purple. Nice, and I that's I think the that's the one picture you've got on your profile. I think right that everybody always sees because I I know I've seen your purple beard before. Yes, yes, my purple beard. <laughs> I love it. I just did a 12-hour live on TikTok January 30th of this year. I did it for 12 hours to raise $2,000, and we did it. Now, how did you go for that long? That's crazy. How did I go for that long? Yeah. I averaged, I average because of my pain in my back, I averaged four hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. Wow. Okay. So, I'm, I'm used to being awake pretty much all day. Gotcha. And, yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Because that's... Uh... I, I know at least that's one of the reasons, right, for your your uh, medical marijuana is the the back pain, right? Correct. How did that happen? What's what's the story there? Uh, worked worked many years in a bar business, and uh, I was working a bar working at the bar one night, a little town called Gulf, Washington, a little bar called Wayne's Inn, uh-huh. and uh, we had a customer come to the door, and my bouncer wouldn't let him in because they were they were intoxicated too much to come to come into the bar and have any more drinks. So my, my bouncer turned away at the door, and the guy went back, and he parked right in front of the front door, and he went back to his car and started his car up. When that happened, a fight actually broke out in the bar, and me and a few other bouncers grabbed the guys that were in the fight and, and brought them outside, and I stood at the door area to make sure, or just to the left of the door, actually, uh, to make sure that they got those guys that were fighting inside the bar out of the parking lot, out of the area, you know, let's get them out of here. We don't want any kind of trouble in the bar kind of situation. Right. I was a manager. Well, well, we're making sure these guys are getting off. And I'm looking over there. The guy that was in the car, instead of putting his car in reverse to back out, put it in drive and went forward and hopped over the curb and hit me hard enough that it forced me up against the wall. And at the angle that I hit, mostly my butt first, it, compre- it, it messed up vertebrae in my back. Jesus. I have uh, my L3 through my L6 and my S1 are either all herniated or balls right on the nerve roots going down my legs. Wow. So I constantly have back, lower back pain, constantly have leg pain. I can't imagine. Yeah, um, I never heard the story. I don't know well, if you. He was uninsured motorist. Wow. Driving drunk. Right. Wow, man. And so it sounds like cannabis helps, uh, obviously, uh, with the back pain. Cannabis helps enough to where I don't have to go to the pharmaceutical pills because I, I will not lie. Um, addiction runs in my family pretty, you know, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And when they first put me on the pills, I went to my doctor about 30 days later. I said, you can't do this. I said, I like these too much. Yeah. I said, three years, four years, five years down the line, I'm going to be dead probably from overdose of these pills. Because my father od twice during my lifetime before he finally died of cancer about 11 years ago. Wow. So I didn't want to be like that. Right. So I went to my doctor. I said, I'm not taking these pills anymore. He goes, what are you going to do? I said, well, luckily, Washington State is a medical marijuana state. 
I'm going to try medical marijuana. And I did, and I haven't looked back. And before that, I wasn't a smoker. I used to be a former military policeman. Yeah, and I wanted to get to that too, and I'll and I'll back to that for sure. <laughs> All right. But uh, the so to stay on for a second with the the pain piece, I guess, um, you know, I I'm a lot of people I think would have made, would say you know marijuana seems like the more dangerous thing, and I I wonder that you know is is a misconception I think a lot of people have. I, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, why why do you feel like it's safer than the pills that the, that they were going to put you on or that they had put you on? It's very simple. It's very simple. My actual argument is not the pills they had me on. My argument is my marijuana is safer than, than Tylenol. And how here's, here's how I compare that. I'll take it. I would sit here and smoke one whole ounce of, ma- of marijuana, and you swallow one whole bottle of Tylenol. And if you're still alive after that, and if I'm still alive, then I say I smoke another ounce, and you swallow another bottle. But I guarantee you by the second bottle, you'll be dead. I'll be high, hungry, and tired. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, that makes total sense. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, you know, why it is that so many people think it's so much more dangerous. And can you talk about the addiction piece maybe a little bit, too? Because I know that that's something you said you're trying to avoid from based on your family history. And, you know, I think there's another misconception out there that people can get addicted. Addicted to marijuana? Yeah, it's not, it's, you're not, you can't get addicted to marijuana. An addiction is something that when you go without it, your body craves it and you actually get sick and you can actually die. If you go without alcohol and you're an alcoholic, you can actually die from withdrawals. Right. For marijuana, you know what it does for me? It might make me a little bit more grumpier than what I normally am because I'm going to be in more pain than what I normally am. Right. Other than that, there's no addiction. I, I, I don't have the urge like I do with cigarettes to, oh, let me grab a cigarette smoke right now. What right. I do have is, oh man, I'm starting to hurt a little bit. Let me smoke a little bit more of my marijuana. Right, gotcha. Well, so, so there's no addiction to it. Yeah. Well, and we'll come back to uh, medical marijuana or marijuana in general too. Um, so I wanted to, um, you know, one of the things I was trying to do was collect some questions. So uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get through some of them because I <laughs> I don't know how much okay, time good. you got. Good. But uh, you know, Can you I ask a question real quick before we go any further. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we are on TikTok Live, but yeah, I can edit it out. We are on TikTok Live? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm on your TikTok. I don't see that it's live. That's what I was going to ask you, if you were going to go live. Oh, yeah. I I already did. The Woods Arch is not live on TikTok right now. Oh, maybe they shut us down. I don't know. It hasn't been live yet. I've been on your, I've been on your page waiting for your little emblem to go live so I can click on it on my phone. Gotcha. Okay, well... Let me try it again, because I think maybe, and so this is going to be my next question, I guess, was uh, uh, TikTok has so many rules, it seems like, and I've gotten shut down one time. Um, wonder what I did this time, if anything. Uh, are you, I see you're smoking a cigar. Are you blowing smoke by any chance? I was trying to blow it away, so, um, yeah. you know. Uh, blowing smoke on TikTok's a no-no now. Gotcha. They you a 10-second ban or 10-minute ban. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it looks like maybe some people are joining back in. Okay, I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> are you able to get back in? No, it's not showing me that you're live at all. That's weird. There it is. Now it's showing me. All right. There we go. Now I'm in. Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's hope that uh, I'm going to just stop that, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, But, 
yeah, speaking of rules, um, you have some rules for your lives. What are those again? Just to make sure I I don't, you know, go <laughs> mess any of them up. <laughs> my, my rules are pretty simple. I avoid all politics and religion conversations. Reason being is those two things seem to always start an argument somewhere down the line. Right. And I want to avoid any kind of fighting I can. If I want to fight, I'll go to Facebook and fight with relatives and stuff over their political and religious views. Right. Because they're always different than what yours are. No matter who they are, there's a difference somewhere. So I avoid that 100%. The other thing is that I ask people to do is, um, you know, uh, treat each other like a human being. You know, when we were first born, we were born without a single thought in our brain. We were a human being first. Before you had your first thought of what you thought your life should be, you were a human being first. Right. So I believe that human beings are caring and passionate people. So I'm going to treat you with care and passion. I, I expect you to do the same thing to me and other people that are in the room. Absolutely. That's simple. Those are my rules. And the last rule, which is, it's a real rule. Um, it's kind of a funny rule, and unfortunately, I do have to say it, but I, I do request that people don't, don't flirt with the host. Uh-huh, yeah. definitely involved with someone. Um, and I think it's rude that if you've been told after you flirt with the host that he's involved with someone, you keep flirting, that's kind of a slap in my girlfriend's face, and I think, I, I think offense to that pretty hard. Absolutely, yeah. No, that makes total sense, so. Um, well, I promise, uh, I promise not to do any of those. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, I appreciate those rules and, uh, I guess, um, staying on TikTok for a second. Um, I'd like to start with that just so people who don't, I mean, you know, obviously there's the people on the live here, but people listening to the podcast, um, and many of my friends are not on TikTok. I'm always kind of surprised how few people are on there. Um, I, you know, I, I know most, a bunch of people on Facebook, but, I even asked people, and, and they're not on there. So can you explain a little bit about maybe your journey on TikTok and how you got on there and why or uh, any, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, mind-blowingly, my journey on TikTok has been very short. Uh, I was the same boat. I, I never thought I'd download TikTok. I always thought TikTok was an app for little kids. Right. You know, that's how it was kind of approached to me when, I, when it first came out was, this is something kids are getting on, so no, it wasn't for me. So my girlfriend started sending me in messengers. She started sending me TikTok videos, you know, different ones, food videos, romance videos, uh, relationship videos, you know, different different videos. Yeah. And every once in a while, it would kind of kick on me, and I'd say, you know what, maybe I'll download this app. So I finally did in October. I downloaded the app this October of 2020 because of the pandemic. I was bored. I downloaded the app to see what all the hype was about. The same thing was going on at the time where they were saying they were going to ban it in the United States. Well, shit, let me get on board of this and see what this is before they ban it so I can at least say I knew what it was, right? Right. So I got on TikTok, and uh, December the 2nd, I made my first video ever. Only, it was only December 2nd? Second. Wow. Yeah, December 2nd. Since December 2nd up until now, which is March 2nd, I'm at 98.1 thousand followers right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you, ever, did you ever think that would happen? No. No, when I first got on there, I expected it to just be me and my girlfriend sharing videos back Right. And then there was a content creator that I followed, one of the first 420 content creators I came across. Uh-huh. I started following her. And she made a video, and I made a comment. She actually took my comment and made it into a video. Okay. So I felt I felt obliged to respond to her video with a video. So I made my first TikTok. Gotcha. And uh, I, I liked what I did. I kind of thought it was really cool. So I made another video. I made another video. I had another one. And here I am, March 3rd, with 98,000 followers. Almost said 100,000 followers. That's crazy, and that's so cool. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, I had to say you got kind of an addictive personality to, you know, the people. I, I, you just, you see you come up, and I saw you on the screen on my for you page, and I was like, well, 
uh, <laughs> that seems like a cool guy. And then I joined the live and I just, uh, you know, wanted to keep going back and checking it out because it's just fun hanging out with you. So, um, so I appreciate what you're doing and, um, and how you came to, uh, came to do that. So thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, not a problem. Well, so going back a little bit, let's talk about your jobs that you've had throughout your life. And you mentioned one of them earlier as an MP and another that you were in the bar business. Um, what were those jobs like? What else have you done? Uh, almost everything I've done has been related to some type of security or protection, something like that, you know. Okay. Um, started out in the bar business when I was 16 years old. I had a hand to own the bar in Cincinnati. It was a really narrow, all it was literally was the bar and bar stools. There was no tables. Wow. And on Friday and Saturday night at 16 years old, I was a big kid. Uh, so I would sit on a bar stool at 16 and she would yell my name and I'd walk inside and she'd point to the person and I'd grab him by the back of her shirt, drag him out the bar and tell him to go home. Mm-hmm. That's my first bouncing job. Wow. Uh, at 16? So when, I turned, when I turned 18, I was in the middle of a, I hated school. I was looking for something to do and the military looked like the right thing to do because, you know, my dad was a very strict man. I didn't like how strict my dad was. So what did I decide to do? I decided to go in the army. And so you. The reason my dad was so strict is my dad spent 21 years in the army, former drill sergeant. Oh, wow. That's why my dad was so strict and a minister. So I thought I was escaping that. What did I do? I ran into the bear. <laughs> <laughs> so I became a military policeman. Yeah. Which consists of me being a policeman on a military base. Gotcha. Um, I, I never went away to war. I never saw any any war or any conflict like that. Um, but what I did do was, was when the soldiers went away on, off like that, you know, we were the ones that were on the post, protecting the post, protecting our families and everything. And I took that job very serious. Oh, sure. Now, were you ever stationed anywhere cool or? Uh, Fort McCollum, Alabama, Fort Knox, Kentucky. I've been stationed at Fort Lee, Virginia, and, uh, a couple other little minor detail places where I went to school for a different thing, but not the major talk about. Okay. Um, but I did that for six years as MP. I did that for six years. After six years, I said, I that was enough of that. I got enough education out of that that I need. I'm done. Sure. And uh, I went into private security. I went into bodyguard work. Oh, really? Okay. What's it? I did that for a while. Now, would you have guarded anybody that we, I would know of or I've heard of? Uh, I've worked for people such as Reba McIntyre, Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Terry Clark broke my fingers one night. <laughs> How did she stepped on my? I was standing by the stage, had my hand up on the stage, was kind of squatting down in case someone decided to come towards the stage. I could jump up, and uh, she stepped down on her boots, and it was a great way to stage. She stepped on three of my fingers with her boots, and uh, broke my fingers right down the spot. Jeez. So I kind of jerked my hand a little bit, so she looked down and realized her boots were on my hand, on my, feet, on my hand. She looked up her boot, and I removed my hand. I went down, taped up, came right back out, finished up my. Finished out my position. Wow, man, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, that's really cool, though, uh, that you <laughs> worked for all those people. That's kind of crazy. How long did you do that? I did that for about five years, on and off. Okay. Building in a different box and stuff. I knew a guy that owned a uh, owned a bodyguard company here in Cincinnati that would contract out bodyguards to go work for people, and that's what I did. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Well, and uh, any other. You know, jobs that uh, did you go back to bartending after that or anything? Or I went, I went to bouncing, so I moved out of Cincinnati, moved to Washington State. And uh, when I first moved out to Washington State, I actually was selling cars. 
Really? And, uh, I met a guy that bounced at a bar at one of the bars. We used to go to on Friday nights after a good day of selling the cars. we go to the bar and have to throw a couple back real quick. And I got to know the bouncers there because, you know, uh, when I'm in a bar, I, I saw the feeling that I need to watch everybody because that's what I'm used to doing my whole life. Sure. So I started I started doing that. And they realized that. And they said, hey, you ever want to fill up one of my bouncers? Let me know. And I said, actually, I wouldn't mind doing that. I kind of missed, kind of missed what happens in the bar. And next thing you know, uh, within a year, I was done selling cars and working full-time as a bouncer at a bar. Wow. Okay. Nice. And I worked at that bar for 12 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was the one out in Washington, you say? One out in Washington, yeah. A little nice. bar called Wayne's Inn. Started there as a bouncer, worked my way up to a management position. And then we're going up to a general manager's position. And I wound up being a uh, district manager for five different bars. Oh, wow. Now, you mentioned that something in the live the other night that you were responsible for, like, bookings and stuff like that. And, uh... Yeah, booking. It's one of the jobs I did after being a bouncer. One of the first management positions I got was uh, management of entertainment. Okay. Words, it was my position to book the uh, bands, to hire the bands, to hire the DJ. You know, I'm the one that went with the DJ when we went and got no equipment to make sure he got the right equipment, right lights for the bar, the whole nine yards. <laughs> right. So tell me what that job's like, because I've been on the other side as a uh, somebody in a band. Um, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Canal Street Tavern in Dayton or not, but um, like we were in the battle of the bands there. You know, and that was a lot of fun. But um, you know, I so I know a little bit about it from that side. But I can't imagine. Uh, I I know what artists are like to work with, so I can't imagine <laughs> how difficult some that could be sometimes, probably. You know, actually, it's not so much the artists you got to worry about. A lot of times, I was dealing with bookers more than I was the artists themselves. Okay. You know, managers and stuff. Where there was a, there's one particular guy in the area that managed almost all the rock bands in the area. So if you wanted one of his bands, you had to go through him. Uh, and he got his cut, and then the band got their cut. Right. But if you went straight to the band, then the band would go to him and say, "Hey, they're trying to go go past you." So you'd have to go right back through him, and he'd up your price. Ah. Uh, uh, when the bands would get there, they would have more demand than what it was originally agreed upon almost every time. Almost every time, they always wanted a little bit more than what they agreed to. Right. <laughs> nothing against them, you know, it's a rock star status. Sure, yeah. So, nice. yeah, sometimes it was a little bit of a hassle. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I worked with some really good bands. We would book some really good bands and book them quite often because they were good bands. And you get used to working with those guys and get used to how they do their shows and what they expect and Everything ran smooth. I gotta ask, did you ever book uh, Guided by Voices, Dayton Band? No. No, all my bookings were done out in Washington State. I never booked anyone from Dayton. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Is there, they seem to be a pretty popular indie band uh, that I was getting into more recently. I've seen them a couple times live in Columbus and places like that, and, and Cincinnati one time, and I don't know, I just wondered if you were, if you, you'd ever heard of them or anything, but, um, well, one thing I heard last night in the live that I'd never heard before was that you uh, you were into wrestling. Is that right, too? I'm a fan, just as a fan. And I knew wrestlers. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. For doing security, I got to meet a couple of wrestlers doing that security. Uh, I had to meet China before she passed away when she was still with WWF. Oh, okay. This is back when it was WWF before it was ever WWE. Gotcha. Okay. I, I tell you, we're talking about the, we're talking about the early to mid-90s. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Well, so going back to the um, 
the medical marijuana stuff. Um, I know that you huh? you always uh, you have five strains that are your favorite, right? Correct. What are what are those? Girl Scout cookie, Gorilla Glue number four, uh, nine pound hammer, one that's known as ATF or Alaska Thunderfuck, and White Widow. And now I don't know. Are these all a certain uh, type? Like, are they all indica versus sativa, or do you? In- two of them are indica. Two of them are sativa. One of them is a hybrid. Gotcha. And the reason I like these five is I found these five work differently, best for me, than what other strains have ever worked for me. Such as Girl Scout cookie. Girl Scout cookie is one that really helped me with my depression and anxiety. Kind of mellows me out a little bit with my anxiety. Girl uh, Glue number four. It's a really good indica. And it, uh, it helps with my back pain, uh, but also helps me in my head. Uh, let's see, Nine Pound Hammer is a hybrid that is both the sativa and the indica, and that also helps with my back pain in my head. Uh, Elastic Thunderfuck is a, a sativa that will help you out really good with your head, and White Widow bounce back to an indica. And now with. Yeah, I got a little bit of everything in there. Gotcha. And so we're, we're talking about indica and sativa. What Can you explain for people what, what's the difference yep. primarily? Yep. Easiest way to remember it is indica means in the couch. You want to end your day with the indica. You want to you chill out. You want to calm down. You want to, you know, mellow out. You want to use the indica. Right. Now, if you're trying to be creative and, and uh, you know, like a songwriter or a musician or something, you want a sativa. That's the one that gives you the energy, that kind of gives you the uplifting feeling, kind of gives you a little bit more of the head high. Um, so you can be a little bit more creative person. So a lot of artists, people that do artwork or a lot of musicians prefer sativa over indica because they feel they can get more done on sativa than they can in indica. And see, I'm completely different. The indica helps me more with pain, so I can actually get more done because I'm not in pain than what I am if I am in pain. Now, is that specific to you or is that indica just in general helps more with pain? Indica in general does help more with pain than determined. Okay. Gotcha. Because it's, it's more of a body high than a head high. Sativa gives you more of a head high than a body high. Gotcha. And when you're in pain, you want the body high. You want the pain to go away. Right. Okay. And now, you mentioned, uh, you know, like, depression, anxiety, and stuff, and mental health. And that's something, you know, that I, I'm bipolar uh, myself, and I struggle with that. And, uh, you know, I wonder, you know, in what ways do you see marijuana helping with with mental health and, and stuff too so what the, what the marijuana does with my mental health is my depression is pretty severe i've actually been told that the only cure that that modern technology has for me is electric shock therapy wow that's how severe my depression is okay and with with people that if you don't have severe depression you don't understand even though i'm talking to you right now i have voices in, the, in my head they're telling me that the world would be a better place if Lee Hacker wasn't in it. Constantly telling me stuff like that. Very negative thoughts. Right. Very negative comments. Mm-hmm. When I smoke, I actually suppress those thoughts and those, those comments in, in my head and concentrate more on what I'm doing in real life. Wow. That's how it helps me with my depression. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been there um, on the bipolar spectrum for sure. And um, I, I don't think people understand what it's... You know how powerful those those drives can be. Well, if you've ever had a food craving, imagine that your 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 body craves a certain thing. Your body's craving it, and they're constantly telling you that's what you want. You're craving it. You're craving it. It's kind of how it is with depression. My body's craving me to be dead. I don't want to die, but my mind's telling me I need to be. 
Right. Well, so um, I'm wondering what other ways do you find, uh, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about mental health, physical health and stuff. Uh, what other ways do you find marijuana helpful or useful or anything like that? What other ways? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm a little bit more creative person when I'm on marijuana. You know, I have a little bit more fun uh, thinking of videos to make from TikTok when I'm high than what I do when I'm sober. And can you take people into your uh, your lives a little bit? Describe those. What what's it like if somebody just shows up at your live one night? What what are they gonna experience? Uh, what they'll experience is a bunch of love, a bunch of happiness, um, some really great music, on my opinion, because I use my Spotify <laughs> playlist and I hand selected every song. Yeah, it's on shuffle, so it just plays in the background. It's decent level where everyone can hear the music, but still hear me. I think. Um, and it's it's full of, it's full of what I call the hacker family. Once you come to two of my lives, I consider you a family member now because you're interested in what's going on in our world. Right. So, such as you. You're part of the hacker family now, in my opinion. Right. Uh, your live that you're doing right now on TikTok while we do this, if you'll notice, almost every single person in there is a hacker family member. <laughs> yeah. In your lives, showing support right now for me, mm-hmm. being the head of the hacker family. Uh, it's... It's all positivity, no negativity, but I do have people come in. They'll tell me, Lee, I'm having a bad day. Is there anybody you can help? We talk, talk them through it. Um, maybe some people will, will start having anxiety attacks while they're in my room. I do a breathing exercise that I learned when I was in the military with, and it calms them down. Nice. Uh, I will stop what I'm doing in the middle of a conversation I'm having with over 60 people at a time to talk to one person particularly when they're telling me, Lee, I need help. I'm having bad anxiety. I'm having a bad day. Feel a little suicidal. What, what, you know, what, what can I do to not be this way? And I stop everything I do to try and help that one person. And right. I've had a couple of people message me afterwards and tell me, dude, you have no idea, but you literally just saved my life tonight. I was on the verge of suicide. I came into your room, asked for help. You helped me. You saved my life. Man, that's awesome and powerful. That's, I mean, that's got to make you feel pretty good. I'm sure. I mean, uh, that's amazing. So, and I've, I've now, seen that. The other thing you'll hear a lot in my room is me saying the word safety check, mm-hmm. which means we're going to check our cannabis. So I'm going to say it again really loud for your people on the live TikTok so they know to do a safety check. Safety check, people. Safety check. Safety check time, everybody. Now, if you watch your live feed, you might see the word safe a lot. Yep. That's why people reporting in let me know they're safe for cannabis, and they haven't died yet. Yep. I love it. And how, I mean, no one's ever died yet, right? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, um, now, uh, just going back to that community for a second, I, I, you know, that's one of the coolest things I, I guess to me about TikTok. I don't know if it's their algorithm or what, but it seems like you find your your tribe or whatever a little bit quicker on TikTok. I don't know if you've had that experience as, as well or not. Uh, yeah, ninety eight thousand followers tell me I found my people pretty quick on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking. So. Uh, why do you think that is? I, I, I'm just kind of fascinated by the whole TikTok algorithm. I don't know how much you've thought about it or, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've actually put thought into this. I mean, I'm not a genius or anything, but my thinking is, you know, uh, their algorithm is really on point. When I first started TikTok, uh, one, of the, one of the first people that popped up on my TikTok just so happened to be a, what we call a 420 content creator, which is what I am. Right. Which my content that I do on TikTok is about, is about cannabis. Right. Um. And I found one of them, and by liking her, 
next thing I know, and like in a couple of videos, well, I was getting more 420 content creators showing up and more and more. And I was liking them and following them and liking them and following them. And it sent me down what they call the rabbit hole. And I found a whole bunch of 420 people I started following. Mm -hmm. uh, there's people that, that I follow right now that I look up to tremendously. They come to find out as, as, as much as, as I look up to them, they're looking up to me for the exact same thing. And it blows my mind. Yeah. It literally blows my mind every time someone comes to me and they say, Lee, dude, I really dig what it is that you're doing here. You know, I wish you would come check out my stuff. Well, I have checked out your stuff, and I'm digging what you're doing. So we're digging on each other here, and that's what the, that's what the 420 community is like on TikTok. Yeah, um, that's really cool. And I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in a situation where, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have a medical card, but I can't use it legally. And I'm wondering uh, if you can talk about what's, what's the situation like, uh, you know, just in Ohio. And then I'm sure you know more than I do about what it's like across the country. Uh, and obviously it's very spotty and at the federal level, you know, not legal, of course. But what do you think is going to happen in the next uh you know, five or ten years? Uh, I think in the next five years, within the next five years, marijuana will be what they call decriminalized. In other words, if you're caught with it with a certain amount or less, you won't go to jail, you'll just get a ticket, federal level. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, so what that'll do is that'll, that can loosen up the, the restrictions that some of the states are having on it, where they can also decriminalize it. And open up their doors to possibly going more recreational or recreational with it. Um, Ohio is just medical marijuana. They don't have recreational yet. Their medical marijuana system is a little, in my opinion, a little bit one-sided. Or for if, you, if you've got the money to invest in cannabis, you're the one that's going to make it. But if you live down in Washington or Massachusetts or Oregon or even California, and because you know how to grow some plants, you can actually open up a business, grow some plants, and make the money instead of having to come in with the money ahead of time. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what they're also doing in Ohio is they're limiting how many grows and how many dispensaries they can have. And what that does, that makes a monopoly for those limited growers. Because they can charge whatever they want to these dispensaries, because where else are they going to buy from? Right, yeah. So then the dispensaries turn around and say, okay, well, if you're going to charge us more, we're going to charge our patients more. And that's what they do. So just to give you, for instance, I just spent four days traveling from Cincinnati to Colorado and back. While I was in Colorado, I stopped at the dispensary. I paid one hundred twenty dollars for what they for an ounce of cannabis. What that would cost me here in Ohio is a little bit over three hundred fifty dollars for that exact same product. Wow, I can't believe it's that much different. That's crazy. Washington State, I used to buy ounces at sixty dollars an ounce. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's... that. that's where your differences are. Right. Yeah, Washington State is thriving right now on tax money. Colorado is thriving in tax money. California's thriving in tax money from all this. Well, and that's what I wonder is: do the do they think that we that they'll make more money by kind of keeping it in a number of people's hands, or it seems like they'd make more money if they let more people do it, wouldn't they? They would make more money if they would let more people do it. Yes, one hundred percent. The problem is, and, and this is another reason why I try to avoid politics, is politicians are involved. Right. And right. when politicians get involved. It's not as simple, clear cut as what me and you can said. Me and you can sit down and write the rules, and it would be a clear cut rules. When you put politicians in there, they're going to write the rules, but those rules also have back doors. Right. No, I uh, I totally agree. I uh, um, I won't get into the parties or anything, but um, you know the the people that are 
uh, in charge, I, I, I tend to agree more with the people who are making it harder for me to uh, use my medical marijuana card than the people who actually made it legal for me in the first place, which I think is kind of crazy. So I totally agree, um, but that's probably enough politics. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I... Uh, um, wanted to go back for a second and there was a, another question I had and then I lost it, which had, Oh, you mentioned going to Colorado. Uh, how was that trip by the way? Uh, it, it, it was, uh, it was a long trip, a lot of time in the car. Um, we didn't go on pleasure. We were, me and the girlfriend was going to, uh, pick up her children from their biological dad's house. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. And it was, uh, we were on a time crunch. We had four days to do this and it's, uh, it's a little bit over 20, like 20, it was about 21 hours one way with all the stops for the gas, pot, you know, bathroom break, getting food. We tried to do it all <laughs> one stop kind of thing. Right. Um, but what, what would have been a straight 18 hour drive turns into like a 20, 21 hour drive because of that. So you figure we just drove, uh, uh, what, 42 hours and four days. Wow. That's crazy. I, uh, I hate driving more than two hours, <laughs> so, but, uh, all right, well, um, hopefully at least you had a, uh, a bit of a, a chance to at least take in some scenery or something, so. Nothing but scenery when you're driving, especially in Kansas, it's so flat, you can see for miles. Kansas suck driving through, in my personal opinion. Anyone lives in Kansas, I'm sorry you're living there, you should move. Yep, I, uh. I feel like, uh, so I brought somebody here from another country that's very mountainous and they got to, uh, Ohio and they, uh, we were driving back from the airport and they looked around and they said, uh, where are your mountains? <laughs> I was just like, I just had to laugh cause we don't really have those. So, you know, uh, yeah, not but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I get it. So, um, one topic that comes up a lot in your lives that I really just wanted to talk to you about completely out of left field, I guess, is, uh, uh, people seem to have a lot of questions about aliens. It seems to come up, uh, kind of frequently <laughs> and I do too. Um, uh, but I'm just curious what, you know, I think that we maybe have similar views on, on those. And I was just curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about aliens in there because I'm open to talk about it. I I tell anyone that wants to come to my room, I'll talk about anything but my rules, you know, politics, religion. Right. And I have one guy stop one night and he goes, well, what's your thoughts on aliens? I said, I'll talk about aliens all night with you. Let's talk. Uh, my personal belief is that um, we are very conceited people to look up at all the stars in the sky and think we're the only creatures in the universe. Yeah. With intelligence. And I think you said this, and it kind of stuck to uh, stuck in my mind. You know, each of those stars is its own sun with its own what solar. On it. Yeah. And who's to say that those planets don't each one have some type of creature on it? Right. I don't care if it's a bug. There's other life forms in 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 the universe besides us. Yeah. And I think that ones that can travel from planet to planet have been here way longer than we have. Yep. I, I have to agree, and I part of mine comes from uh, a UFO experience that I saw one time, and I don't I don't think I was able to, like, it just took too long to share it in the live, but, you know, I was on my way down south one time, and I looked over in the sky, it was night out, and I see just this light, and uh, it was kind of weird, it was just kind of stationary, and then all of a sudden it goes out, and then I see, like, further down, but a little bit you know, curved, I see another light, it pops on and then it goes out and then another light comes on further away. And this thing was huge. 
And uh, my buddy was with me, and he said, "Do you what is that?" I, said, I have no idea. I've never seen anything like it. And we Googled it, you know, later, and come to find out that's kind of a pretty common phenomenon that people see and don't they can't explain, I guess. And um, so after that, you know, that was kind. Of, I mean, that was probably a decade ago. But ever since then, I've really been. I don't know. I've just been. I figured there's there's got to be something more out there. Well, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're up to date on your current news of uh, what's going on with the alien world. Probably not. Uh, the CIA actually released the the defense's uh, videos that the Navy had and the Air Force had of their pilots flying around these UFOs and not being able to explain what they are, and admitting that there is things that are flying in our sky that are not made here on Earth. Wow. They openly admit it in these videos and these conversations about the UFOs. I didn't so, know that. That's crazy. Yeah, that just came out within the last six months to a year at the most, these videos. Okay. Not only that, but there's a former uh, Israeli defense... Uh, defense... Uh, I can't remember what his rank was, but he was in, he was in charge of, mil- of the military defense in, in Israel. I did he, hear that, yeah. Uh, he's pretty close to us. He's getting kind of up there in age. So he did an interview the other, not so long ago, and he came out and he said that there is a federation of aliens, that the, our world, our world leaders <laughs> know that there's a federation of aliens, that they're not ready to be known to um, to us yet, but it's going to be really close that they're going to finally come forward and let us know that they're around. Yeah. Now, he wasn't the only one to say that. There was also a former defense manager uh, in Canada that's on his deathbed saying the exact same thing, pretty much, that there's a uh, federation of aliens that our planet leaders have known about for years. So I did hear this story, and it fascinated me. Um, and you know, just because the guy seemed like he had nothing to lose, he didn't care. Uh, so like, he doesn't seem like he has any reason to make it up. Uh, you know, and I guess my question is, what's that going to change, if anything? <laughs> you know, say we know aliens exist. Is anything going to change here on Earth? I don't know. I think so. You do. How? How I, will? I think that when it comes out, uh, the aliens are around. That uh, it's really gonna mess up the uh, religious beliefs that are going on in the world right now. Oh yeah, I could definitely be true. That would be, that would be fascinating. And uh, yeah, I I could see that. Um, I'm just curious, you know, is it gonna make us more or less peaceful? <laughs> so. I'll tell you what. Uh, no matter what, if these people, if these aliens, finally come forward and they say, hey, just let you guys know we're here. We've been here. We know what you guys are doing. You know, we don't like what it is you're doing. I think we're going to stop. I, I honestly do. I think we would, as a people, come together and say, you know what? They're right. Uh, let's stop looking at it this way and start looking at it more of a scientific way of how we can join this federation. Right. Well, I can't wait to see what happens with it. Uh, I hope. I, <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated by it all. So um, I'm going to find I those videos. During my lifetime, before I pass away, that it all comes out. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, well, uh, I, I did have a question for you and that, that was, are you, uh, do you think you might be willing to come to the Lebowski gathering with us? Yeah. You're one Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're Zoom one. Yeah. I, I think I'd be more than happy to hang out and kind of watch what's going on. I think, uh, I don't think I'm dude enough, but you think I am. So yeah, I'm down. Oh dude, you're more dude than most people I know. You're, you're good. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, it, it's been a while, I don't know, do we need a safety check? Or? Yep, I'm always down for a safety check. Here we All go, right. safety check. 
watch the end of it. There we go. Robin Northern Bird is safe. Graham Gam 420 is safe. I see Lee, you're safe. Blackout Polly's safe. That's awesome. So um, it's so cool the community you've created. Um, I uh, wonder if you have, you know, just a message for your followers or people who, you know, might be listening to this podcast that just think, hey, I, I, I kind of want to check that guy out on TikTok or something. Uh, yeah, my first thing is, why? <laughs> <laughs> I ask everyone the same question. Why, why me? Why is it that you're following me? I don't know what it is. I'm yeah. told that I, I have a really good charisma, really good personality, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just a nice guy to be around. So if you're looking for that kind of person and that kind of influence in your life, I guess I'm the guy to hang out with. Because um, that's all I want to be is a positive person to other people. Because there's too much negativity already in the world. Yeah. So if you want to be positive with me, come hang out with me on TikTok. Well, no, I think that that is one of the big appeals. So I, uh, I think you're on the right track, and yeah, definitely, that's that's something that I do enjoy. Um, I do always like to end by uh, asking people if you have any uh, book, podcast, TV show recommendations, and maybe I should actually uh, start adding in. Uh, do you got any TikTok creators that you would recommend people check out? Any of those things? All right. Well, first, my favorite show in the whole world, and I think it's some of the best writing that's ever been written for a comedy is a show out of Canada and you have to have Hulu here in the United States to watch it it's a show called Letterkenny <laughs> I, I love Letterkenny that's a, I haven't watched there it all go. but yeah that's a great show yeah best show in the world right there so if you want to watch a TV show and get, get a good laugh and you got Hulu follow, go get Letterkenny and watch it if you need to for the first two watch it with the uh, surround sound or with the uh, closed captioning on because sometimes when the jocks the hockey players talk can't pick up everything they're saying because they talk pretty fast very southern or very canadian accent right um but once you get used to hearing them talk you pick up everything they say and i'm telling you that is some of the best writing i've ever seen on tv i do the, the dialogue cracks me up it's just so it's so fast too like it just hits you like so quick too yep i love that all right and then let's see uh content creators yeah the first one that comes to mind is uh, a buddy of mine uh, Papa Bear Matt, P-A-P-A-B-E-A-R-M-A-T-T. Okay. Uh, Papa Bear Matt is actually the head monarch of the Smoky Bear family, which is another little TikTok family community that they have. Nice. And I've actually been brought into, and my hacker family actually kind of umbrellas underneath the Smoky Bear family now. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, to follow Smoky Bear family, which is Papa Bear Matt. Uh, another good content creator of mine, buddy of mine, is uh, Curdy Burner underscore 87. Okay. Uh, Curdy's got really good stuff. He gets banned quite a bit because he likes to blow smoke on TikTok, and found <laughs> out TikTok does not like that. Right. Uh, but he's a good one. I I have to give a uh, I have to give a uh, shout out to uh, to Gam Gam four twenty. Gam okay. Gam does a live all day long. She's actually in the room right now. She does a live pretty much all day long, from like uh, eleven o'clock in the afternoon to about four o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, those are, those are some content creators you guys should check out if you're coming on TikTok. All right, will do. And uh, I didn't know that you did this until like two nights ago or something, and it cracked me up. But can you explain how you end your lives every night? <laughs> <laughs> so, as we, as we discussed earlier, I do have a Spotify playlist, and I hand-selected all the songs that you don't sell for on my play. But at a certain point in the night, when the last song on my Spotify plays, I stop the Spotify, and I go to my uh, Alexa, 
and I asked Alexa to play one particular song to make sure that everyone understands it. All right, first of all, it's the last song of the night. Second of all, maybe it's time we should stop doing this because we don't like this song. But yes, <laughs> I end every one of my lives with the late, great Lamb Chop song, <laughs> the song that never ends. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, you know, it does a good job of clearing a room. I, I had to add, did you learn that, like, when you were in the bar business or something? Or or did you just yeah, think of it? We used to play, uh, when I would close the bar down, I would always make my DJ, instead of playing Closing Time, which is a traditional bar closing song, right. we would play uh, the Barney theme song, you know, the I Love You, <laughs> you Love Me song. And they, they would want to leave pretty quick. I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, um, I lied. There is one last question I always ask everyone. Is any advice for people on uh, how to make it through the rest of this pandemic? No advice on how to make it through the pandemic. I'll give you my best advice I can give everyone about life. All right. They have a saying, you know, uh, that old saying, you only have one life to live. I, I disagree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. My belief is you only have one life to die. You have every day to live. And it's every day that you need to live to your fullest that you can to become the best person and what you want to be in life. So live every day. Don't worry about death when it finally comes. That's great advice. Very sage. I tell you, you're you're totally a dude. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I uh, I look forward to future lives uh, being in your rooms there. So thank you again. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, if you don't mind, let me get a special shout out to all the hacker family that showed up in your TikTok tonight. Please do. Company over there while we did this. I want to say thanks to everybody. Thank you very much. I love you guys very much. Absolutely. And I know they do too. So, uh, yeah, thank you again. And uh, I'll see you probably tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take care. All right. Take it easy. You Bye too. Now. Bye. All right. That was my interview with Lee Hacker. And uh, really fun talking with him. I uh, enjoyed it. I hope that you did too. If you haven't checked out, uh, checked out TikTok yet, that's hard to say, then uh, you definitely will want to uh, get on the app, start checking out some of those creators he was talking about if that's uh, something that you're interested in. But uh, really, any interest that you have, you'll find it on TikTok. You'll find, you'll find your tribe. And so um, I would just recommend that you maybe check it out. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for those folks who are on here. Had a great time. Me too. Thanks, Lee. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you all. Have a great uh, rest of the uh, evening. And uh, if you do want to get into Lee Hacker's lives, uh, it's every night at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, just search for him, L-E-I-G-H-H-A-C-K-E-R. And uh, you can find him on TikTok. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, take care, everybody.